We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. episode of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could bring me to a cliff, raise me in the air like Simba, and then drop me and go, oopsie daisy, I guess uh, you're dead. (laughs) My guest today is an iconic drag queen, visual artist, and winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. Their new book, The Big Reveal, an illustrated manifesto of drag, is out now. Guess who it is? You don't have to guess. I'm going to tell you. It's Sasha Valor. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. (laughs) Honored to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay. I have queries. Queries and questions. Bring them on. Um, Okay. So, yes, you were on Drag Race. Did dating change for you after being on Drag Race? Or were you, like, in a relationship? Tell me about it. Oh my gosh. Love this question. I love people's horror stories of dating after being on a reality TV show, having your entire personality blown up for the world. But I was in a relationship before. I've been in a relationship with my partner, Johnny, who like literally helped me get ready and pack for Drag Race. We've been together for 11 years. 11 years? Oh my. Yeah. So I was just a, a young child when we got together. <laughs> just no, a I'm, small youth. <laughs> I'm an elder. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet? We met in a bar, a straight bar oh. in rural Vermont, where I was drawing comics and studying in this like little comic book institute called the Center for Cartoon Studies. Because before I was ready to be a drag queen, I was going to draw drag queens in comic books. Oh. So, But I was still getting myself all dolled up. Either like high faggotry or actual drag <laughs> on the streets of small town Vermont. And I met this actor who was in a holiday production of Annie at the local okay. theater. Who were they playing? Daddy Warbucks? Drake the butler. Okay. And, <laughs> All right. And the sound guy in the radio, you know, ensemble. <laughs> and I just thought he was so hot and nice. And we ran into each other in the men's room line. <laughs> you know, classic gay stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the rest is history. I Okay, so who hit on who first? Or who was like the one who initiated like, you're hot. Let's take this uh, somewhere else. Okay, the long story Long story short, I'll do the short version. Um, One of my cartoonist friends had seen Annie and wanted to go say hi to the actors. Mm -hmm. And so I went along and I pretended that I too had seen Annie. Although in reality, (laughs) I was like, given the opportunity and said, I would never (laughs) go see Annie. I later did. So we went to go talk to the actors together and he gave me his business card. I love that. And... When I went home that night, I texted the number on the card. Uh, and we arranged a dessert date. 
a dessert date. How fucking adorable. <laughs> oh my God. I would love nothing more than for like someone to be like, hey, do you want to like get dessert? I'd be like, absolutely. I love nothing, nothing more than ice cream and like sex. That's, right? that's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny helps you. Johnny's his name. Johnny, yeah. Um, so he helps you with your drag and everything. Is it hard to work with someone that you also are like romantically involved with? Yes, it's a horrible mistake <laughs> that I would not recommend to anyone. <laughs> what are, oh my what God. are some of the issues that you guys have? I hate that I'm like the poster queen for working with your partner. It was out of necessity. It was a terrible accident from like not being able to <laughs> afford to hire like an actual professional. Um, but we figured it out. I feel like neither of us really know what we're doing mm-hmm. when it comes. We just are like throwing some shows in bars, trying to self-publish a magazine, just real like scrappy DIY style. And then Drag Race happened and everything got huge. We went from literally like packaging up T-shirts on the floor of our one bedroom apartment and sending them out to like trying to figure out how to work with merch sellers and Mm -hmm. like produce things on a larger scale. Was that overwhelming? Extremely. Yeah, right? It happens like overnight, but not in... It's like when people go, it happens overnight. It's like, yeah, but so much work went into it happening overnight that when it happens, it's it's wild, right? Absolutely. We, we were living like a fantasy. Drag is so much about the fantasy. And we were living mm-hmm. a fantasy that like Sasha Velour was this important <laughs> drag queen, this <laughs> celebrity, even when I had 10 people in my audience and was like having to give away my t-shirts so that people would promote mm-hmm. me. And then like once it became real, there was such a mm-hmm. disconnect. <laughs> I love that. I feel like it's like Lady Gaga. Like I feel like before she was famous, she would do these interviews and she would just exude this like, I'm very important. And then, you know, she became Gaga and I I just love old interviews of her. <laughs> okay, so my assistant, Lindsay, is very, very good and I love her so much and she has a fact for me. Okay, so you came out when you were 15 years old at a TGI Fridays and the reason why I bring that up is, why TGI Fridays? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Trying to meet my dad in a straight cultural, you know, place. Make sure he felt comfortable. (laughs) That's honestly really funny. It's like, I just wanted to meet you halfway. You know, (laughs) everyone's dressed like a referee. It's pretty straight in here. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I really, truly love that. I once um, auditioned to work at a TGI Fridays. Stop it. And I say audition because it was an open call, like a cattle call for an audition. And we all had to bring our headshots and we waited all day. And then the interview truly consisted of like three questions and then they never called me. (gasps) Heartbreaking. What a huge mistake they made. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, when did you get into drag? Uh, multiple times, and then I kept, like, running away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to, I love your podcast, and was listening to, like, of course Thank I listened you. to all the drag artists first. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, everyone says they started drag as, like, a toddler, really. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when we first, like, discover that there's a diva inside us <laughs> waiting to come out <laughs> and have a stage. So I had that era. My... Mm-hmm. My queen was the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. I wanted to melt and, like, scream and throw fireballs. (laughs) But then I didn't really start, like, thinking of myself as a drag queen until, like, I went through this comic book avenue to get it. And Mm -hmm. I was was very, like, intellectual. Uh, Studying the research. uh, (laughs) Thought I would write the history of drag queens as an outsider. Um, But when I started... I started researching Sylvia Rivera's account of the Stonewall riots. And that, like, turns out actually she made it up, apparently. She Mm -hmm. wasn't there. She was, like, passed out in a park and missed the whole riots. But she's the best storyteller of them. (laughs) I stand by this. (laughs) Wait, that's so funny to be like, I was there. And they're like, no, bitch, you were passed out in a park. That's almost more legendary. Yes. That's something about drag to me. You're like, none of these people who were here were paying as much attention as I learned from hearing all the gossip, so I can tell a better story, and I'm going to put myself at the center of it. Oh, 
What a dream. That's that is so funny. Um, so I was drawing her story and stylizing it up, giving her big cat eye makeup and super mm-hmm. arched brows. And then I started drawing it on my face. And I wanted to see what it would be like if I developed my drag character. So I drew a comic book about Sasha Velour. I came up with a name as a comic book character and had her shoplift a pair of tights from Walmart, (laughs) uh, which was a true story that I didn't tell anyone. (laughs) I Uh, love shoplifting. Honestly, I listen, things are expensive (laughs) for a reason. It's like they're uh, capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism's terrible. Why not steal from big box stores? Never mom and pop shops. Never. But Walmart, Target, all of them. Just take what you want. I'm kidding. Don't do that. But also do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like the sponsorships are going to disappear. They're just (laughs) going to evaporate. She's encouraging her listeners to shoplift. (laughs) No, I'm saying have fun. Um, (laughs) Your show, Nightgowns, how did that come about? I've seen clips online from it, and truly, it's it, it's just, like, visually stunning. So, like, I don't understand how it comes up in your brain and then how you execute it. Oh, thank you. I, it was just like a, you know, it was a bar show, and I wanted it, I wanted the lighting to be good, because mm-hmm. that's, like, gives me joy to, like, have a beautiful You know, when the pictures after look flattering, it makes me feel a little bit better. (laughs) So I would go into the bar in the afternoons and like literally rearrange the lights myself because Mm -hmm. they were always set too low for the drag queens. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, let's get up on a ladder and like moved it up. And then when we moved to a larger space, I started learning how to program some of the lights with a professional. I just voiced my loud opinions about like okay then we need everything to be red and then everything goes blue (laughs) talk to like drag performers and we all are this crazy as you know i'm sure (laughs) Um. i don't know if it's crazy i think it's um i don't know i find creative people to be i don't know like interesting like i'd rather say interesting than crazy you know what i mean everyone has like their own little quirks i feel like we're very multimedia especially mm-hmm. in like queer spaces in particular like you don't put your hands in just one section of the performance you want to like mm-hmm. you want to say have a say in lots of it the promotion the mm-hmm. the music it's like everyone's a dj and a drag queen i'm a lighting <laughs> designer and a drag queen <laughs> i love it i mean <laughs> i think it's so incredible i think there's something to like wanting ownership over something that you're doing because you know if you have your little fingies and everything then like you can really say like i did this and i think there's power to that yeah i i I feel like that's the tradition it would be bad to just have someone else do it and take credit for it you gotta like get your hands dirty yeah get your little fingers dirty that's right (laughs) where did your like drag aesthetic come from bald and then the brows I love it. It's unique. Where'd it come from? <laughs> uh, there's been moments where it's been pretty heinous looking, so I appreciate that, <laughs> your <laughs> compliments. <laughs> God, where did it come from? I was just trying different things. I feel like everyone needs something distinctive in their drag makeup, like a little signature flourish. Mm-hmm. And mine was inspired by my real eyebrows. Like, I always had super bushy brows. I would. I went to go get my hair cut as a teenager, and the woman insisted on waxing my unibrow. She like didn't even give me a say. She's like, "I'm gonna do this for free because you need it that badly." <laughs> so How I mean, rude. I still shave it, <laughs> but um, and then I started shaving my eyebrows off and drawing it back on, super bushy. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like I have a big face. I need some big eyebrows to go along with it. I I feel this. I have like big features. So when I, I mean, I don't do drag, but I call it my drag. I wear a lot of makeup. I'm oh, contoured yes. all the time. Um, I try to look like a doll. That's like my aesthetic, like big, big lashes and then big lips and then yes. rosy cheeks. I love that. I mean, dolls are like the first little drag queens we get to dress up as kids. I guess they are. Barbie is a drag queen. <laughs> she totally like, is. <laughs> Those costume changes. <laughs> yeah. And I think her like actual real life measurements make her like seven feet tall or something. 
that's a drag queen. Yeah, there's no way she's not like cinched and padded if that were a real person. <laughs> um, okay. No, I was gonna take a break now. I guess we could take a break. Let's take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Boop, boop. We're back. Okay. So you met Johnny how many years ago? Okay. I met Johnny 11 years ago. Okay. And then before Johnny, were you in relationships? Were you um, single? What were you doing? I never really enjoyed being single. I am Mm. just like a love queen. I fall in love really intensely. I will like stalk someone I start dating (laughs) and imagine our life together, draw pictures, uh, watch all their videos online, go to their Facebook page, etc. So I'm just that girl. (laughs) I mean, aren't we all? Whenever I start dating someone, I immediately am like, who do they date before me? I have to find out to see if I look better or worse than them. And I don't know why I do it but I will always find them. And then I will show other people and be like, do I look better or worse than than their ex? You always look better, I'm sure. Mm, Sometimes. There's been times where I'm like, oh no, she's beautiful. (laughs) But I get you. Uh, I love, I love not, I guess I'll say it, stalking. I love like looking at pictures and then being like, oh my, research. And then like, 
just like sitting in my room being like, okay, so like after we go on a date, they're going to propose to me. We're going to get <laughs> married. We're going to have children, even though I don't want children. I don't want to get married, but I do the full fantasy. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, no children, no marriage. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't. I really just don't want kids. When did you decide that you didn't want kids? Well, I just never imagined getting to a place where I can afford children. They're expensive. Mm. They are very expensive. <laughs> and my life is still too unstable. And at this age, I'm like, I don't know if I'll have the energy later on. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I wake up. I woke up today and I was like, my back hurts and my <laughs> knees hurt. <laughs> like, how would I chase a child around? Yeah. Um, I keep watching these. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I keep watching these videos of children spilling things. And I'm like, yes. that can't be me. I cannot clean up <laughs> after this little idiot who lives in my home for free. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Teach them to, if they can't clean up after themselves, they'll just live in filth. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> would happen. My children would just be dirty little monsters. <laughs> Because I absolutely wouldn't clean up after them. I don't want it. They'd be like really, really clean of their own accord, actually. <laughs> They're like, please, <laughs> They're like, mom, let me stay. I'll clean yeah. up after myself. <laughs> They'll deal with it in therapy later on. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I don't want to fuck up a kid and then they have to go to therapy later and be like, my mom was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. After Drag Race, did people send you like nasty DMs? Like, did people hit on you yes. in person? Oh, like nasty like that in a sexy way? Yeah. Um, no. You know? <laughs> and this, thank you for asking me that because I feel like my goal for this year is for Sasha Velour to become sexier. Like, Ooh. she has been sexy to me. Like, mm -hmm. it's a workout to do drag. I feel like strong and empowered, putting on mm -hmm. the heels and painting my entire, like, upper body. But people are like, see her as, like, grandmother, as mother, what? as, like, as an avenging, like, goddess. I don't know. <laughs> They're frightened. <clears throat> um, and I want them to hit on her more. Okay. I think that's great. I, I Listeners, you heard it. There's a call to action. <laughs> hit on Sasha Valor a little bit. I think it's good as I get older to be, like, a sexier drag queen. I love Why that you not? refer to yourself as, like, older. I think you're younger than me. Like, I think you're young. I think we're the same age. Uh-uh. I actually, okay, I'm, I was born in 86, so I think I'm 36. That sounds or 37, right. 37, or 42, or 97. <laughs> I don't know. A fantastic-looking 97. <laughs> I'm born in 87. Oh, 87. So we're right there. Oh, yeah. So you're a year younger than me. But you're like, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> the kids doing drag more than ever are like in their early 20s now. I'm I'm shocked. That didn't used to be the case. Someone's like, I was born in 2000. I was like, oh, what? Yes. That makes them, oh, my God, 23 if you were born in 2000. <gasps> oh, now I feel very old. <laughs> 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 we've oh earned that feeling no, no. <laughs> um i was in atlanta last week and i went to this clothing store and it was just like this vintage shop and they had a bunch of fabulous like uh sweatshirts that were all so dumb like one of them was just a bunch of bears and it said no place better than with family and then um a sweatshirt with birds that said flight school so i was like oh my god i have to get all these dumb sweatshirts and as i was checking out the girl was like you're so familiar to me and i was like oh people say that all the time and she's like oh i know you you're from girl code i watched that growing up in middle no. school and i was like middle school i <laughs> was a full you? adult <laughs> It just made me feel so old. I was like, people have to stop saying how old they were when they started watching my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not information we ever want to hear. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Are you an only child or do you have siblings? Tell me about it. I am an only child. What's it like growing up with... Wait, who'd you play with? I guess friends. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> I have a sister, so I was like, oh, I play with that dumb bitch all the time. Is your sister older or younger? She's a year and a half older than me. Okay. Oh, that's good. Like, close mm -hmm. enough, but not in the same class. Yeah. 
which is so funny because she was older than me, but she was known as Nicole's sister because I was just louder. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> Disruptive. Just like so loud all the time. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> um, wait, where did you grow up? I, okay, I was born in California and then my parents moved to Connecticut mm-hmm. and then they moved to Illinois. So I've lived on all the coasts and in between, but I, I consider I, I grew up in central Illinois. Oh, Okay. Um, near Chicago, not near Chicago. Not really near Chicago. <laughs> three is three. Three hours is near when it's in Illinois. Okay, three hours. <laughs> so not near at all. No day no, trips. I had a gorgeous cornfield to play <laughs> by myself. <laughs> My sister went to school in Southern Illinois, and yeah, there was only cornfields. It was so nuts. I was like, we're leaving her here? Why did she, like, I just didn't <laughs> understand why safe. she wanted to do that. Uh, when I first saw Children of the Corn, I mm-hmm. was like, this is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Frightening. I don't think I've ever seen Children of the Corn. Oh, it's, I think it has a good, like, it's great for anyone considering or not considering having children. Oh, how funny. Is it like demon children? Oh, hell yes. It's like all the children (laughs) are demons. (laughs) I mean, that is a good reason to not have kids because they're always the ones who are getting haunted first. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Their little minds are mysteries. What did I watch? It was um, The Conjuring or something where this child was haunted and then her mother just had to be like, I love her, help her. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. No, return to sender. you got to get out of here if you're haunted. Oh, my God. I don't think I could do that. I just don't think so. So, wait, you have a book coming out? No, it's out. It's out. (laughs) It just came out as of this podcast airing. So, what is it like writing a book? For me, really hard, and there was barely any words. Ooh, wait, let me see this cover. Okay. Pink. Stunning. I love it. And it's called The Big Reveal. And when you take mm-hmm. the jacket cover off, she like gets more revealed, like her coat and hat come off. So Wait, it's like as see. you open it. Well, I don't have a mock up of that. This is the oh, photocopy. Okay, version. just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> In reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so was it hard to write this book or yes. were you like easy? I thought it was going to be okay. But it was so hard. There's a lot. There's pictures. The pictures were easier. I liked those. Mm-hmm. But putting the words together was, I felt like a lot of pressure. Because as I was writing this, the anti-drag backlash started being louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first, I, I just wanted to write, you know, I, it was always going to be like a memoir meets a history of drag and like an mm-hmm. argument for why drag matters in the world and why we need it. But then I kind of felt like it needed to speak to the misunderstandings and fears about drag. Mm -hmm. And not just with like bold statements, but with the facts, with stories from the past and from people who face this discrimination before. Mm Because people keep thinking that drag is going to corrupt Corrupt society, which sounds exciting, but actually is kind of a scary thing to have to hear about what you do. Yeah, I mean, the whole backlash on drag recently, it feels weird. It feels very strange because, I mean, me personally, I'm like, I love drag. I think it's fun. I think exploring your sexuality or your gender or whatever is very interesting. and, And you only have one life, so why not? But, like, I just don't get how it's, like, harmful. Like, I just I don't get the whole, like, it's a, what is it? It's, like, they say it's, like, a, like making children. I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I can't even articulate it. Like, children. Yeah. And I'm, like, but, like, kids watch straight people kiss in cartoons. And, like, I don't, I'm, like, what, what's the... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate it because I think it's so insane. It, it doesn't no make sense. sense to me. And then like drag story time, I'm like, how is that different than like going to Disney and seeing a character, you know, speak to you or take a picture with you? I'm like, it, it's honestly harmless. I don't know. It's just, it's so strange. 
You grew up in in New Jersey, like New York area. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Did you have yeah. drag queens that you saw as a little kid? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, there but weren't. Like, it was like RuPaul on TV. I remember seeing RuPaul, yeah, RuPaul on RuPaul Sister was on Sister. TV. That was my first introduction. And like talk shows and stuff, like Ricky Lake or whatever. Yes. So like I saw that stuff, but like it, it, it like it didn't make enough of an imprint in my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. a huge deal. My mother didn't make me change the channel. It was just fine. Right. Um. Yeah, it's just so strange to me. I had never like seen a drag queen in person just on TV until I was, I guess, in college. I don't even remember the first mm-hmm. drag queen I saw. But immediately I was into it. And I feel like <laughs> <laughs> the kids who want to go see a drag performer, there's got to be a good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something inside them that <laughs> resonates. Yeah, I'm trying to remember my first uh, drag queen sighting. Um, I had been living in New York for a little bit, and there's a bar called Barracuda that we yes. would go to. And we went, I think Bob the Drag Queen was performing that night, and Peppermint. And I think that might have been my first interaction with drag queens. And wow. in person, I was like, oh my God, they're like me. They wear so much makeup. <laughs> 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 and they're big. And the hair. Like, I just really gravitated towards it. And I just... I just liked it. It's like the same reason why I love Dolly Parton. Like, yeah, she sings, but like the looks. I love the big titties. I love the big hair. I love all the makeup. I love that she's like, it's very expensive to look this cheap. Like, I just, I love things like (laughs) Like that. Like, she's having fun with how she looks instead of being afraid. So Mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, I need to not look too exciting because that'll, you know, offend people. Mm Mm-hmm. There was like, so, okay, I have like a little white Jeep and I was like, I want to put leopard print (laughs) seat covers on it. And for whatever reason, I was like, that's too much. I couldn't possibly. And then I bought them and they bring me so much joy. And I was like, I don't know why I was worried. It's my car. I'm just, I'm in it. (laughs) Who fucking cares what anybody (laughs) thinks? Um, But yeah, I guess people are just afraid to be different or to be looked at. I don't know. Thank you for that push. I'm like debating whether to get, I just got a new car because mine broke down and I'm debating whether I need like a steering wheel cover. And do it. Like it's rhinestone, really, I, pink rhinestone. Absolutely do it. Every time I get in my car, I laugh because oh. I have all, it's covered in leopard print. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, when I see it sitting outside, I just laugh because I'm like, it's so ridiculous, but it makes me so happy. Wait, what kind of car did you get? Oh, it's like a another like mom car, like a Nissan little SUV. <laughs> Nothing glamorous. The white Jeep is so gay of you. I know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we all dreamed of having a I, sexy Jeep. I literally got it because of Cher Horowitz in Clueless. I got yes! a two-door white Jeep in the middle of the pandemic because I was like, I mean, if we're all going to die, I'm going to die in a fun Jeep. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah, I love it so much. I leased it. Yes, I did because I. You can't buy a Jeep. They're no, they're not the best cars. No, they're they they no. charge a lot for those <laughs> gorgeous. They sure do. They're so expensive. But my lease wasn't bad because I found this thing in the paper that was like no money down, three hundred a month, and I was like, no money. Okay. And I marched right in. They were like, where'd you get that from? And I was like, I don't know. I found it. And then they had to honor it. <laughs> I love when they like, why did we ever offer that? Uh-huh. Because they're like, like nobody well, will did. find it. And I was like, I did. Sorry about it. <laughs> okay. You went to Vassar? I did. I went to Vassar in Poughkeepsie, New York. Is that a Ivy League? No, it's like a sister. It's one of the seven sisters where they prep ideal wives for Ivy League students. <laughs> Wait, really? Because <laughs> it started, it was an all-girls school until the, I think the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, how fun. Known for like hoop skirts and like nice manners. Supposedly, you had to wear white gloves and pearls to go to tea time. And Jane Fonda went there. And the story is she like, went in only white pearls and white gloves <laughs> like completely <laughs> naked she's like well you said that's the rule <laughs> i love that so much i love people who are just naked <laughs> just naked there's an old actress named tula bankhead who famously yes. would just answer her door naked and Mark. i love that 
Oh, that's so glamorous. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Just to be like, hello. And it's like, oh, no. Wow. I, lo- I went to go pick up. I thought one of my friends had arrived yesterday and I was in half drag, like topless mm-hmm. and we were filming something i was like let me go get the door and it was someone delivering like tonic water that i had ordered and he was terrified so the equivalent <laughs> of answering the door naked is answering in half drag in half drag and they're like oh my god what is this what is happening oh, let me get away from here as quickly as possible <clears throat> that is so funny um okay So you appeared on The Bold Type and Broad City in 2019. Do you think you want to act more? I would love to act more. I don't want to play myself again. I mean, it was okay. I'll do whatever. Whatever they want me to do, I will do. Mm -hmm. I want to play like a villain or... Ooh, I see that. Like an evil, mean queen, you know, (laughs) something. Something supernatural. I see that. I like it. I auditioned for the Hellraiser remake. And you I was did? like dying for that role of Pinhead. Oh my God. That I absolutely see. That would have been fabulous. It was, I'll release my tapes at some point. Um, I'll it was pretty, my it tapes. was probably too scary. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you want to suffer? <laughs> you know, I want to see that. I don't know if I could be in a horror movie. I get scared so easily. Really? You've never done anything horror related? No, no, never. Just comedy, really. Um, I get scared sometimes when someone like walks too close to me. I'm like, oh my God, where did you come from? <laughs> that the, you need that in a horror movie. Those like reactions. <laughs> That's what tells the audience at home to be scared. Oh, all right. Maybe I could be in a horror movie just like screaming all the time. That's what gets like the biggest reaction from me when I watch a horror. Someone else screams, I scream. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I went and saw Smile. Have you seen Smile? (gasps) I haven't. Was it good? Okay, it's really, I really liked it. Um, There should have been a trigger warning for some of the stuff that happens in it, but I liked it. And it was like my first, no, not the first movie I saw back from the pandemic, but like one of them. And there were some parts where I just kept going, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Because I was like, don't go in there. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, Uh, I can't stop talking to the screen. I was so scared. (laughs) And there's like so many jump scares. But I do like I like horror, but I I get scared so much. I I get scared like in my house sometimes. I live out in an old house. (laughs) And for a while, I could not walk past. We haven't like fixed anything up. So everything's kind of like. Creaky and old. And I like that. That's like mm-hmm. kind of matches my my aesthetic and all our furniture <laughs> and tchotchkes. Um, but there's like this door to the basement that has a glass panel. Mm-hmm. And it was broken when we moved in. So there's like a cracked glass to the basement. And I can always, I always swear I can like see something lurking <gasps> down there in the darkness. Oh my God. So I have to like walk really spooky. quickly through the hallway. <laughs> Slowly I'm working but- on it. <laughs> That's so funny because I think that's a universal thing. Whenever there's something spooky in your house, you just walk very quickly past it and just kind of ignore it. You're like, no, I'm not entertaining that today. <laughs> Is there a haunted place where you live? Um, my old apartment was haunted. Um, like the cupboard doors, the cabinet doors in the kitchen would just be open sometimes. And me and my old that's roommate, John Milheiser. One day we're being very, very funny and we heard clapping from like literally inside the apartment. Mm. It was not outside. It was in the apartment. And we were like, is there, there's a ghost in here. And we were like, and I guess we're really funny and the ghost likes it. Yes, the ghost is a fan. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, "Mm, I guess we'll just keep being funny. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Do you still draw? Yeah. I, in fact, my book, the Big reveal in Illustrated Manifesto of Drag features a comic section. Ooh. Like a little comic book breakdown about, <laughs> you know, the life behind the scenes. It's hard to mm-hmm. put into words, but it was easy to draw and dramatize. That's fun. I like that. I wish I could draw better. Like, I'm okay, but uh, I'm not good at details. And uh, I feel like drawing is a little tedious for me. So I can do like, you know, a sketch, but I can't refine. Yeah. What, what do you sketch? People. 
eyes. I like drawing eyes. Uh, I like drawing noses. And I love lips. But um, I can never get their heads right. (laughs) The shape of the head around all of it. And then hair. I can't do hair. I prefer like a bad drawing, if I'm honest. Like I'm not really? I'm not very like technically good at drawing. But that's why I like comic books, because I feel like you can it tolerates a variety of styles. But I like mm-hmm. I'll just draw like a oval and then fill in the eyes and the mouth. I don't even like drawing noses. <laughs> really? Like I love two drawing little noses. <laughs> I like drawing my nose specifically because uh, I think I have a very cute button nose. And I was so very self-conscious about it up until, I don't know, I guess I was like 18 or 19. I was like, whatever. It's the nose I have. Um, so, yeah, I like drawing little button noses. Cute. Like just like the little tip of the nose. It's like mm-hmm. a little circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't have like a bridge or anything. Like my glasses always just fall down. <laughs> I have that too. But then like pushing your glasses up is the iconic. It's very cute. You're like, "Ah, I'm a thinker. I'm a reader. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What like, do you like other comics? Like, are you a Marvel girl or a DC girl? Like, kind of. I like don't keep up with I couldn't. I tried to and then I could not keep up with all the storylines and worlds and characters. Mm -hmm. I was like. I liked, like, I loved Doom Patrol. I think that's. Oh, that I don't DC? know Doom Patrol. It's like the end. Um, and then another favorite was The Invisibles, like, kind of like weird night. I loved Watchmen. Did you okay. hear that? Like, no. kind of the philosophy, like, weird <laughs> <laughs> 80s, 90s shit. Okay. Nothing is not predictable. So, you like a, a comic book that makes you think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I find comic books hard to read because they're little boxes and then there's little words and then I get distracted by something down here and then I'm like, wait, what? And then I have to go back. You just got to give me a book. (laughs) A book? I feel like that's even harder. (laughs) I'm like, where was I on the page? My mind starts wandering. I need the images to help me remember. Fair. No, the pictures just, they get in my way. When I was learning how to make comics, supposedly, like, it's very normal for people to look at the whole page and, like, skip ahead. So when you plan, like, all the elements on one page, you're supposed to, like, kind of do it on purpose that when they turn the page, everything they're seeing is on purpose. So I try to, I try to think about that. Interesting. Like, I know people are going to read it backwards. I guess I was. Read it backwards. Well, you know, out of order. Oh. (laughs) I was like, fuck, I'm supposed to be reading them backwards? That's why I'm not fucking getting them. (laughs) I do sometimes, like, flip through and look at the pictures and then go back and read the words if I like what I saw. (laughs) If I like what I saw. All right. I guess I could read this. I like those pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Sasha, we have to take another break. Yeah. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Oh, we're back. Okay, Sasha, I am a single woman and you've been in a relationship for 11 years. So how do I do that? How do I get into a, a, a okay. relationship for 11 Wait, years? Wait, are you a single woman? I'm a single woman. I thought you were dating someone. <laughs> Is that <Okay>. a secret? <laughs> no. So, okay. I posted that. I was dating one of my dear friends, Dan Black, um, because New Year's Eve, he had posted like a carousel of pictures that was like my 2022. And one of them was a picture of us kissing from an improv <sighs> show. So I was drunk and I was like, ha, ha, ha. What if I posted my boyfriend? So then I posted it. And then the next day, a lot of people liked it. And they were really excited and happy for me. And then I said, oh, no. <laughs> I forgot how many people are invested in this. And then one lady. So I had him on the podcast and I did say that I I forgot how many people were invested. And a lady commented. She was like, you've had a podcast about it for five years. How did you forget? And I was like, because I detach myself from it. Like, <laughs> I talk about love and relationships, but in my life, I'm just Nicole. <laughs> so I am not in a relationship. I am Damn it. single. I'm devastated as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, one day, I don't know. How how do I do it? <laughs> I'm not one of those, like, you have to not be looking to find a relationship, people. I'm like, <laughs> you should always have the mindset of <clears throat> looking for love. Okay. I don't know. I feel like there's there's no secret, really. If you're determined, are you? do you feel like you really want to be in a relationship? I would. I think the idea of coming home to somebody is really nice. And somebody who, like, wants to listen to a mundane, very boring story <laughs> that I think is like, you know, like, you go out into the world and then you're like, I can't believe someone looked at me like that. To, like, go home to someone and be like, this lady looked at me funny. <laughs> and have them be like, wow, and then what? Like that. <laughs> Sounds really wonderful to me. Yeah, you know, that is really wonderful. I appreciate my my boyfriend's mundane stories way more now. Like That's part of the great exchange of being in a relationship. It is. You get to tell someone who loves you the most boring shit, and they go, tell me more because I love you. Or you drag them to a thing that they don't want to do, but they'll do it because they love you. Like, that sounds so nice. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's not just about dragging someone places it's work no it is the work is trying to convince them to go with you after 11 years <laughs> <laughs> after 11 years is it like do you have like a shorthand or do you have to like still discuss everything we have to discuss everything i like Ugh. i like dating people who are i've always been with people who are like very different like emotionally like maybe don't like talking about emotions and i love when people share their <laughs> entire emotional life with me so that, like those things don't change overnight so i feel like it's always a negotiation that's part of the fun i'm also like i grew up in a very jewish family that loved to argue so I get like a thrill out of disagreeing about something <laughs> and really hashing it out. <laughs> That's love to me. <laughs> Arguing is love. I I mean, I yeah. Whenever I see like couples arguing about like a very trivial thing, but like in a nice yeah. way, 
I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Um, I went on vacation in the Bahamas and I watched this man scream at his wife. And I was like, Mm-mm, couldn't be me. That's not cute. Not a, you don't scream at me ever. Public, private, not like that. Uh, I was like, y'all need to rethink some things. I want it to be like fun where you're like flirting and arguing at the same yes. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's hot to Have me. you ever seen... My cousin Vinny. Yes. <laughs> the scene where he was like, did you fix the leak? And she's like, I did fix the leak. And he's like, how can you be sure? And they're like arguing over this like <laughs> leak, but it's like kind of like foreplay. Yes. I was like, oh boy, that's what I want. <laughs> Is that New Jersey culture? My cousin Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're from Staten Island. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Which is New Jersey Arguably, culture because we're New at, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I like in school, everybody in school was like from Staten Island or Long Island or Brooklyn or whatever, and then their like families moved to the suburbs of New Jersey. Right, the dream. Do you do you live in New York? I live in Brooklyn, so yes. Mm. Nice. I was almost like, where in Brooklyn? Don't tell the people. <laughs> Don't tell them at all. At the corner? Of, okay. No, just <laughs> <laughs> there is a fabulous ice cream place in Brooklyn called The Social. Ooh, you should go there if you like ice cream. I love ice cream. I've never been. It is so good. Okay, it's by the people. So my old favorite ice cream place was Ample Hills Creamery. Love that. Also a location in Brooklyn. But they have since closed down. And the people who created Ample Hills have a new place called The Social. Ooh. So they... Don't give me money for promoting. It's <laughs> <laughs> just out of the love of ice cream. I just love their ice cream so fucking much. So if you have a chance, you should go. I didn't even know Ample Hills had closed down. This is too much to deal with. <laughs> I know. Well, here's what happened. They expanded too fast, and then they couldn't keep up with the demand. Um, and then I don't know what else happened. But there's a whole article about their demise, which wow. is interesting. Okay, I'm going to check it out. But yeah, I used to buy their stuff from the grocery store. I wondered where it went. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. It oh, went gosh. away. But the social, I think, is better than Ample Hill. Okay, I'm going to check it out. What's your ice cream flavor? they also have donuts. Okay, ooey gooey. Ooh, what is that? It's ooey gooey butter cake. <gasps> and it's like ooey... It's So, okay. It's a very dense cake that's like really, really moist. It's like a, a very dense sweet pound cake that they put in this ice cream that's similarly... Similarly... That's almost the exact same flavor. That similarly, how do you say that word? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I can't say. Simul- I'm not going to even try. Similarly, similarly. Similarly. Oh my God. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> it's flavored the same. <laughs> um, and somehow they keep the cake moist and it's so Ooh, delicious. That sounds so good. Ugh. And then they have like um, this peanut butter one that's really good. And then they have Captain Oh My Captain, which is like Fruity Pebbles. Oh my God. Everything there is so fabulous. Mm. I love it. I'm going to check it out. You should do a dessert date there. You know, I love a dessert date. Dessert and sex. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> yep. I think it's wonderful. Okay. How do you like, are you good at like flirting? Like when you were single, were you good at flirting? Like, how do you do that? I don't think so. I think every time I try to flirt, I'm creepy. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Like eye contact. <laughs> and plus, I'm so out of practice now. Are you good That's, at flirting? No, I'm not good at flirting. Um, I never know what to say. And yeah, I, I truly, I sometimes I get overwhelmed when I think someone is flirting with me and I get too excited. And then I like, when I get too excited, I have trouble speaking. Um when I was in Atlanta, I went and saw these like vintage Broncos that I, I love a Bronco. I love cars. And this man I was talking to, he's a very nice man. He was not flirting with me at all, but he was just trying to have a conversation with me as he showed me these cars. And he was like, where are you from? Or no, he was like, where are you going to keep the car? And I was like, in my garage. He's like, yeah, but like, where do you live? And I was like, near my garage. He was like, what? I was like, LA? I live in LA? I like couldn't speak because I was just like overstimulated. And that's what happens when I flirt. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> and picturing them naked probably doesn't help. <laughs> Whatever the strategy is for. No, I whoever came up with that is literally truly the wildest person. Because what a dream to see all these people naked. I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like, definitely can't focus now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm too happy about this. I need to imagine them like in a different room <laughs> watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not paying attention to me yeah. at all. <laughs> That'll put me make me comfortable. Do you, have you ever had stage fright? Yes, I have. I think I have pretty bad stage fright, but I also dissociate really? a little bit when I step on stage. Oh. So as long as I like plan what I'm going to do, it usually works out. The lights hit me and Sasha Velour takes over. I'm gone. <laughs> mm. I'm just trying to stay standing upright. But yeah, I get like sweaty palms and all that. Oh, you get sweaty palms? Yeah. I get a little bit of stage fright. And when I don't have it, I go, oh, no, I think that means I don't care about this. <laughs> and then I get worried. And then usually it ends up fine. But like if I have like a little sinking feeling or I'm like a little shaky, I'm like, OK, I think this might be a good show because I like actually really care about this. Do you feel stage fright filming things, too, or just in front of a live audience? Just in front of a live audience for the most part. But I have done... I'm trying to think. I did a very bit part in this movie with Diane Keaton, and my scene was with Diane Keaton. And that I had... Like, I was so nervous. I was like, this woman is a living fucking legend. Like... I can't fuck this up. I was so nervous. But then it ended up being a really fun scene and she was great. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it just meant I cared about it and yes. everything is okay. I love that. They say it's like connected to excitement when you're nervous because mm -hmm. you want to be there. But still, does none of that works for me. I'm still just like, I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> I prepare for knowing I'm going to be really nervous. How do you prepare? No, I just like tell myself. Oh, like okay. you're gonna be really freaked out, so don't don't act like it's your first time being freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother other people with it. <laughs> okay, I have a question. What's the most romantic thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my gosh, the most romantic thing that's ever happened to me. I think just like being bought flowers. Like, I, I love, Aww. like, uh, you know, right when we started dating, my partner, Johnny, bought me a corsage for mm -hmm. a party that we went to together and got himself a boutonniere that matched. <laughs> and it was all, it was all, like, plants that would dry out. So mm -hmm. it would, like, live forever was the idea. Or it would die gorgeously. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. I like put it in a little box. That's really sweet. So I was like, that's when I knew, like, oh, I love him. Oh. And it could work. And he like understood that I love like spiky, dead looking things as my <laughs> idea of flowers. <laughs> God, that's so sweet. How about you? That is romantic. What's the most romantic thing someone's oh done God. for you? Let's see. What is the... I haven't been, like, swept off my feet at all. I mean, I've been given flowers, like, once. It's a very good question. I don't, I don't know if I've been, like, really romanced. What, do you have, like, a love language? Is it gifts or affirmation? I don't know the rest. It's service. <laughs> Yeah, acts of service, affirmation, time spent together. I don't know what my love language is either. Um, wait, what is the most romantic thing that has ever happened to me? Um, well, I went on a date with somebody to Applebee's and I asked them to wear um, like a tuxedo. <laughs> and they wore like a, like a jacket and a tie and I wore a gown. Uh, yes. That was, I thought, <laughs> romantic-ish. <laughs> Uh, on another day, we went to the airport to eat at Guy Fieri's uh, restaurant. Like, I bought refundable tickets, and we went through TSA and everything. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get tickets to? 
um, to Washington. That was the cheapest. The cheapest. <laughs> uh huh. And then afterwards, I called and I was like, "We missed our flight." And they're like, "Okay, uh, your your money will be refunded." And I was like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> wow." Very very silly shit. That's cute. So I guess someone going Thank along you. with that is romantic. Yeah, I guess I really. Maybe my love language is like, please do all the dumb stuff Acts that I come of up ridiculousness. with. Ridiculousness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, Sasha, we're coming towards the end. What is your advice to me uh, in order for me to meet somebody? <laughs> um, okay, advice. What who are what are you looking for? Um, a person who is kind, nice, um, attractive to me, employed, has like a little bit of money to spend, um, is living their dream, and likes me. That sounds pretty ideal. <laughs> the bare minimum also of <laughs> acceptable at this point. <laughs> I truly don't have lofty dreams. I'm a <laughs> humble gal. Okay, I feel like they say you should go to places where the kinds of people you'd be interested in are going. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you have to separate from your friends so that you're like just there by yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like some that uh, that's a mistake I feel like I was making in the past was like almost like clinging on to the friend I came with. So they, mm-hmm. you know, they need to, like, be able to circle you. Okay. Do you make the first move sometimes? Yes. And so historically, I've been the aggressor. Um, and I've been trying to be the aggressive. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> trying to, like, flip it a little bit because... The recipient of aggression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently men love chasing, so... I don't know. People like, I don't know. It's just, it's all so hard and complicated. Yeah. It stays impossible, <laughs> even throughout the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's good advice. Okay, go to the places where I want to be. Wait, say that again. Yeah, where do they, I don't know what where they hang out in L.A. Me but either. Like... <laughs> Here's like the thing. I go to, like, I love I love a drag show, but like... I, I don't know if I'm going to meet a man who wants to date a woman at a drag show. But then also, you know, everything's fluid. So maybe I will. I don't know. <sighs> St- yeah. Sasha, life is so hard. I met, I met a gay guy in a straight bar. So anything's okay. possible. It is possible. Maybe it's perfect because then you seek each other out. You're like. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Okay. Like, I'm... Let's cling to each other in this. Strange space. (laughs) (laughs) This is giving me hope. Okay, Sasha, I ask all of my guests this. Would you date me? Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty, like, pan-bisexual myself. Ooh, okay. Haven't acted on it in years, but it's never too late. (laughs) Well, if you ever break up with Johnny, come for me. (laughs) I will. Sasha, do you have anything you want to promote? Yes, I want to promote my show Nightgowns, which has returned as a monthly show in New York City. It's at the historic Le Poisson Rouge in the village and features a rotating cast of amazing drag artists of every variety. In February, we're having Meatball, who I know you've worked with from Los Angeles. <sighs> Meatball is one of my favorite people. Yes. And um, my drag sister, Neon Calypso, Serena T. Um, and then it's continuing on at least through the summer. And then maybe we'll try a new location or I'll go on a little vacation for a few months. But Nightgowns is back. And you can check it out on YouTube as well. And then my book, I- The Big Reveal. Sorry. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all of it. No, is that it? Do you have anything else? Uh, my book, We're do- I'm doing like a little U.S. and Canada tour with some reveal performances, a little history, and a conversation with like a local drag queer legend in every city where we go. So that's coming oh. in April and May 
That sounds like fun. And where people where can people find those dates? Do you have a website? Everything's on my website, SashaValore.com. And what's your socials? Sasha Valore on Instagram and stuff? Yeah, Sasha Valore. Sasha underscore Valore, because on Twitter, because someone still hasn't given me my name. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't act fast enough. <laughs> what a unique name that someone was like, Snatch. Like, it's so funny that someone was like, that's my name as well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. <clears throat> I waited till after Drag Race was announced to try to make oh, my... Oh, okay. So someone was like, Snatch. I had some really convoluted early 2000s username <laughs> before that. <laughs> it's like, damn it. Well, Sasha, thank you so much for doing this. You're delightful. What a treat. Thank you, Nicole. If you like this episode of why won't you date me you can like it rate it subscribe on like apple podcasts or whatever and then if you write me something nasty hitting on me mars my Mm. producer reads it she doesn't want to see your body so just words okay my dearest (laughs) nicole i listened to your voice so much uh you've officially entered my subconscious i had a sex dream the other night where i was your professional driver I was taking you to various dates and hookups, and it was killing me to see you be with the wrong people. The climax comes after dropping you off for another date, and you realize your true love had been in the driver's seat all along and turn back around, throw the car door open, and we proceed to bang it out in a Prius and fall in love. (laughs) Don't worry, they're surprisingly spacious cars. That was very sweet. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.